From the Daily Northwestern, I'm Molly Glick. And I'm Sam Bernitz. It's week nine of the quarter, and sadly, today will be your last time ever hearing Molly and I as hosts of The Weekly. We've produced national award-winning journalism, and it truly has been an honor to serve our 60 to 100 person audience, which was over 300 one time for some reason. On our last episode of The Weekly, we discuss a little known nor acknowledged fact that Northwestern's Evanston campus was built on native land. Here's Molly talking to Asha Sani, the co-president of the Native American and Indigenous Student Alliance at Northwestern. My name is Asha Sani. I'm a senior and I'm a political science and international studies major. And how did you get involved with NASA and how has that experience been for you? So I got involved because I was a PA and I was in a board group with Nina Devine, who was a really um, formative member of NASA. I learned so much from the people there and from the events that are put on on this campus by both the graduate and undergraduate and faculty native people and organizers that it just became a really important part of my time here. Being a part of NASA is about holding this university accountable for something it really should be doing on its own and it's about restoring kind of agency and autonomy to native people and communities and educating people and creating a space where we can kind of uplift native communities on campus. Historically native communities have struggled with people kind of making a superficial commitment to them or trying to appropriate their identity or wanting the fun mystical cultural elements but there hasn't been a lot of good intention like and good impact on the groundwork by allies and so it's kind of an honor when I am able to really accomplish something um, and to know that I worked alongside Native people and we accomplished something together and I was actually making good use of the space I was taking up in that effort. Not a lot of people want to like dig down and do the work and maybe be wrong and maybe not be center stage and maybe not get a lot of credit. It's been really humbling to have people take the time and energy to show me how to do that. I saw that one of your promotions of the Sand Creek Massacre commemoration says that we're on native land right now. I don't think the average student knows that. Why don't you think they know about it? I think there's a few things. So actually, I was just in the Lewis Room with Evanston Township Student Organized Against Racism Conference because I went to ETHS. I'm from Evanston, and I helped start that group. So now they're having their conference today, and I was speaking with a native student from ETHS, who's First Nations Cree from Canada. And we were discussing how part of it is just where we are in the country. We're in Illinois. There are no federal or state-recognized tribe in the country. And what little people know about Native Americans fails to include urban communities at all. So a lot of people, it's not even kind of on their radar that there are urban Native communities. And that there was a lot of relocation off of reservations into urban areas such as Chicago. Chicago is a big hub for that. There's no sovereign nation in the state now to tell you and remind you whose land it is. The Potawatomi, whose land this is, are now located in other states in the Midwest. So the other part of it is Northwestern's an elite institution. A lot of elite institutions don't have a lot of Native students because of all the discrimination and socioeconomic difficulties that Native communities face. Uh, This isn't kind of a space that's accessible to a lot of people, so it becomes easier to not talk about whose land we're on. Again, no one, there's not a large enough voice of people to demand that acknowledgement. Now there is more and more each year because of what our predecessors and NASA set for us. And now with the research center and more faculty coming in, we think of native land as being reservations. We don't think of it as being today's cities. We think of the middle of nowhere as perhaps being native land or 
that's where reservations are and that's how we view it through kind of pretty oppressive legal viewpoint that the U.S. has provided for us. Every treaty that was ever made with Native American tribes was broken, so the land is not, was never ceded, was never formally given to the U.S. government, and that's the case here too. And Northwestern broke many treaties all the way up into the 70s to build these buildings. The building of the Lakeville violated the Potawatomi Treaty, and it's really easy for people to forget that. We think of it as Native land being taken from Native Americans as something that happened in the distant past and not something that affects us now. And lastly, why did NASA decide to run a commemoration each year and why is that meaningful to the organization? We decided to do this commemoration yearly because our university's founder was complicit in the Sand Creek Massacre. He also founded the University of Denver, John Evans, um, namesake of Evanston. And both the University of Denver and Northwestern were kind of pressured into doing reports and investigations on John Evans' role in the massacre because he was the governor of the territory of Colorado at the time. And they both looked at the same kind of information but uh, University of Denver concluded that, yes, he played a big role in it. And the Northwestern University report said, well, there's no conclusive evidence that he played a direct role. And now this is a big issue because at the University of Denver, this acknowledgement has led to a commitment to increasing resources and space for Native students and staff and faculty. It kind of creates an impetus for that. Whereas here, um, this denial makes Northwestern think they have no special obligation to try harder and to provide reparations of any sort. So yeah, a lot of our stuff has been focused on um, taking down Evans's name from the Alumni Center and the Evans Room here in Norris. But we, we would want to do that because once you commit to those sort of symbolic acts, it oftentimes leads to a series of more tangible ones as well. And that, that is really what we're concerned about. And the commemoration is a way to promote a healing process. Um, We do it the week before the commemoration healing walk and run that occurs in Denver. They go from the massacre site to the state capitol and it also is an opportunity for us to bring Cheyenne and Arapaho tribal members here and kind of like forge a relationship that promotes healing because it's really powerful for the university that was complicit in a tragedy that is felt today by all the Cheyenne and Arapaho people to make amends and seek out uh, an ongoing relationship. So for us, it's it's a few things. It's a healing space. It's a way to show the university that we're not going to keep quiet about what happened and that we think that they need to make stronger efforts to make reparations for what was done and, and support Native students and communities more broadly. And it's also just an opportunity for relationship building between various communities and, and two schools that really should be working together on this. The Sand Creek Massacre commemoration will be held on Saturday from 12 to 2 p.m. at Scott Hall. Also, a quick reminder for those of you that don't know, November is National Native American Heritage Month. That's all for this week and our careers as weekly editors. Thanks so much for listening, and as always, please subscribe on iTunes. I'm sure you will love next quarter's audio editors just as much as you love us. Thanks to Tiffany Jung and all the other amazing people that made this podcast happen for the last two quarters. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.